0: Hey, hey, and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. And I am super pumped. Yet again, we've got another incredible local young producer from an agency here locally in Arkansas. And uh, I'm really impressed by this guy's career, and I can't wait for you to hear his story. He's the ripe old age of 24, but he's already experienced so much life within our industry, and had so much growth already and done so much of his career. And I really want you to hear this on how to manage young people, but also, you know, if you're a young person, how he did it, kind of listen to his blueprint, how he laid this out. And as you listen to this, you may want to forward this on to some of your young producers or your kid or whatever, if they're coming up, I think it's phenomenal stuff. And this episode is sponsored by my good friends over at smart choice, the fastest growing agency network for a reason. They want to help you to grow and they want to do that without having to bog you down with lengthy contracts and upfront fees. And they want to help you to be successful as quick as possible by sharing in their contingency bonuses and things of that nature. So I really want you to reach out to smartchoiceagents.com and tell them the mayor sent you. Also, my good friends over at Canopy Connect, they are your one click solution to getting the deck pages you need to quote your prospect and they do a great job of uh, getting everything that you need again making it so simple for your prospect just to click a button and then to your dashboard you get uploaded all of these documents that help you to be able to quote your prospect and they're also doing loss runs now so go use canopy.com backslash heath get your demo and maybe another one at backslash mayor either way Find your discount, book your demo, make it happen. It's a game changer. I can promise you that. I've seen it firsthand. I love Canopy Connect. Now, sit back, relax, and let's get into this fantastic conversation with my good friend, Dakota Holliman. Dakota Holliman, what's happening, brother? How's it going, man? it is going well. I uh, I'm excited to have you on here and uh, I'm excited to be talking with you right now because I'm fascinated uh, honestly and Stacy, my wife and I talk about you a lot and we're just fascinated by your growth and where you are in your career and what's going on at the uh, ripe old age of 24 years old and you know when when people are hearing this right now don't turn it off. This guy's got a lot of a lot of value to bring even at a young 24 years old because he's been around a little while now. So, uh I, I'm fascinated to hear some of that. Um so, first of all, I got to say what a sweet office you've got going on here. Guys, if if you could catch <laughs> the video, this guy, you got an old man office. I'm like, you got books, yeah. diplomas, and you got all kinds of cool stuff back there.
1: Yeah, that's a that's my wife's doing. She uh she's the home decorator, but yeah, we uh, we bought Yes, see June of 2022 right before the interest rates started going crazy. And one of the things we wanted was a dedicated home office because I work from home a lot. Yeah. So, I mean anyways, that is this house came with a super nice setup and she Dude. she made it look awesome with, with her all her decorations and stuff. I kind of yeah. have my main or I don't know if you can see it in the video, but I have one shelf that's kind of my manly shelf. Oh, there you uh, go. Doesn't really fit the rest of the the, the <laughs> aesthetic. So you can have my, my old you know Scope. Uh, yeah, a box and like my, my gun collector books and like all the lanterns and stuff. So
0: <laughs> it looks like you're sitting at your grandpa's desk or something. You got a lot of, you know, it looks real cool behind you there. I love it, um, guys. You're Thank gonna you. have to. I had to put a little video clip out on this. So I want you guys to see this. This is pretty sweet. Um, I kind of like this setup for a twenty four year twenty four year old. A lot of young kids I talked to would have like some Snoop Dogg poster behind them or you know, some, you know, young people thing or whatever. So it's cool. Or like a beer sign or a pool table behind them or whatever. And you're rocking like some serious professional vibes here. I love it. Sitting
1: in a car and doing the
0: talk. Yeah. And they got their earbuds and whatnot. So, you know, I love it. So. Um, before we get too far into this and me teasing you about your desk, I do want them to hear, I want the audience to hear your story. So why don't you take a walk down memory lane as far back as you want to and lead me up to where you are today in your long, illustrious 24 year career.
1: (laughs) All right. So, um, born and raised in Greenbrier, Arkansas, that's where it all started. Um, so in, in my high school, we actually had a insurance and risk class. And so I, I, obviously I never you know, as a 17 year old in high school, 18 year old in high school, I didn't know, but you know, much about insurance. How's my parents paid it for me? And I had to put this little thing in my car, and you know, if I got pulled over, I had to show it to the cops. <laughs> that was kind of my extent of insurance. Um, anyways, we had that class, and one of the things in that class is Dr. Bratton, the old uh, head at UCA. He came and gave us a presentation on you know gamma, Audio, sigma, and the UCA insurance department and, and the career opportunities and one of the things that like he said was, you know, a job placement at UCA is like 99% job placement rating right at high school. Most of our students have jobs within six months of graduation and the starting salaries, you know, he gave a range of, which are pretty good, I thought. So I was like, well, heck yeah, it sounds like a pretty neat deal. Like I knew I wanted to do some type of business-ish, you know, major. And so I graduated high school from Greenbrier and I think I had like I think I had a semester's worth of hours done from high school, the like concurrent credit program we had. So I came in as a, a sophomore instead of a freshman, and um, declared insurance as my major, and kind of started through the the basic um, classes. During that time, when I first graduated, I worked as a teller at a local bank here in town, and so that, you know, it was a good job. I'm, of course, I'm, you know, pretty outgoing and friendly, so doing transactions and depositing money and all that was you know, super fun. But anyways, I joined UCA. I hated my first semester of college. It was terrible. It was it was totally different than my high school experience. I loved high school, had a great time. And I thought, you know, my first class, I was sitting beside people, I'm like, hey man, what's going on? Where are you from? You know, asking all these questions. And they just look at you like, you know, why are you asking all these questions? Why are you so talkative? It's 8 a.m. And so my first semester was was kind of rough trying to navigate just the college life versus <laughs> right. my high school right. life but um anyways I so I joined the program the insurance program and, and I was you know looking for internships because I and the new year's standard they, they get their interns really early they, they want you two years you know before you graduate and so that was right at where I was at You know, came in as a sophomore and so um anyways applied for that internship and lo and behold I got it and so I worked there for I was there for a year and a half as an underwriting intern, and it was a great internship. I learned so much that have because you know you get the book knowledge from school. Your professors do a good job trying to you know it's it's good to know the terminology, and I I could I knew the lingo you know from just school and kind of knew what I was talking about a little bit, but putting that into practice at the same time was just invaluable to me. How how. It just elevated everything because I I could see it in practice. It's sometimes hard to see that when you're reading a passage out of a out of a textbook. You're like, how does this apply? How does this work? You know, what does a policy even look like? You know, because it's just little snippets of policies. And like, what's the declarations page even look like besides this little bitty snippet? And so just seeing it in real life really helped. And so that was really good. Then um, I kind of I kind of did that for you know a year and a half. I kind of thought, well. You know, I never worked on an agency before. I never knew anybody that worked on the agency side, really. And so I was like, I'm going to, you know, kind of see what that's about. And so I applied at, um, I think I applied at like four or five agencies. And, um, and McGriff was one of them. And um, I met with, so I actually met McGriff. They came and did a work comp presentation. And so that's kind of, I never even heard of McGriff before. And I was like, who are these? You know, there's supposed to be this big agency. Like, who are these people? I never even heard of these people. And so I, after the thing was over, the presentation, I went up to the guy. I said, like, hey, man, like i you know, you're, I liked your speech. You did a great job. I would like to get lunch with you and, and see more about McGriff and, and what you do. Because, you know, what he was a county executive. So he was, a, he was a marketer for us. So I was like, I think, you know, what you do sounds kind of cool. And so he introduced me to our head at the time, Will Tames. And it was super laid back. And then the next time he was like, well, you know, we, we should have lunch again. And come out of the office. It's like, I think a week later. And he, well, he was dinner, actually. And so I showed up like hungry. Like I was ready to eat dinner and he pulls me into his office he kind of gives me this big tour around our building it's big it's like twenty-five thousand square feet and then we sit in his office for like an hour and he's asking more you know just more questions he's like you know what i think i'm gonna offer you a job right now and he like told me i'll pay you this whatever i was like I i didn't even apply for anything like you know and um at that point it was in the middle of semester and i I kind of told him, I was, "Well, I don't want to switch right here in the middle of the semester. I got classes, I got finals coming up. Like, I don't gonna you know, have to learn a new job in the middle of all this." And um, so, anyway, say, so, "Okay, well, I, you know, understand, whatever. You know, be praying about it. You know, we'll just you know let me know when it gets closer to time." Well, the next morning at like 7:30 in the morning, I'm getting a call from Will, and he's like, "Hey, man, I you know I thought about what you said last night." And you know, I know you don't want to move right now, but I'll offer you this much more if you just come. Like I, I really want you to be a part of our team. And so, of course, I was like freaking out. I was, like, bang. And so I, I, I ran out, and my my future wife, she, she's my girlfriend then, was in the lobby of the College of Business at UCA. And I was like, you're not going to believe what I just, you know, who just called me and what they said. And she said, what you know, I was like, all us like, freaking out. And I told her, she's like, yeah, you have to take it. Like it don't matter. Like you 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 gotta do it no matter what. So anyway, so I joined McGriff. In October of 2019 and um, I joined I was kind of a hybrid Uh, I did kind of half account management half marketing and then I worked I I was in school still so I worked Monday Wednesday Friday I did schools Tuesday Thursday and then um, COVID hit in March of 2020 so I was just there for a few months in the office and then we got you know everybody pretty much remote whole industry and so at that point I told my boss I was like well you know, school's fully online as well. I'll just work full time, you know, because I can just do my work on the weekends, homework on the weekends. And so they're okay, cool. You know, what do you want to do? What, what are you feeling? And I was well, I kind of like this marketing stuff I've been doing. And so I kind of, you know, that's why, I, so I started full-time marketing in October, or no March of 2020 is when I started full-time marketing. That's what I've been doing ever since. But yeah, I, I, it's been awesome. I love, love the marketing piece of it. It's been really fun.
0: Wow, and so today at this point, you're still doing uh, marketing, uh, commercial marketing, small business, large accounts,
1: middle yeah. market. Yeah, so i McGriff. Yeah, I'm a, I'm in technically in the middle market department, and so awesome. My middle market at McGriff is fifty thousand in revenue and below, so okay. which is you know pretty good size middle market. Yeah, it is. So, you know, it's, it, like we we look at things. You know, four hundred thousand in premium below would come to. Something I would look at, and then we have our. Um, That's massive account accounts executives. for some agencies. Yeah, we yeah we look at some you know pretty. We, I deal with you know in our middle market space. I deal with foreign exposures, foreign package policies. You know, pretty pretty extensive stuff for a middle market department. And then we have our um, account executives. They handle more of the loss sensitive, you know, fifty thousand in revenue above accounts. So, uh, but I, but good thing about my position is my focus is the middle market and me and me and seth strider we're on that team so to be able to come you know at 24 years old you've got five six years
0: experience now on carrier side and you know working in in uh you know marketing now for a large agency working on large accounts that some 24 year olds some 34 year olds 44 year olds may never even look at so you've had a very unique experience there and to be able to see you know the success that you've had like i said earlier we started you know my wife and I talk about all the time and like, Oh my gosh, can you believe that he's 24 and the exposure he's had and the things he's doing. And like, I watch you at events and watch, you're not afraid to talk to anybody. You'll go up to you, you'll shake hands, you'll kiss babies, you'll do the politics thing, but you'll also have a good time and laugh with the young producers and have some fun there. And so I find that, uh, first of all, I'd say, you know, kudos to you. I'm very proud of you, you know, to see that me being the old man and the young insurance professionals group, but, (laughs) I'm very impressed by that. And so, and watching the impact you've had on the industry, uh, I think it's super cool. So people right now that are young insurance professionals, whether they're 24 or 44 for that matter, you know, what's some advice that you would give somebody coming, you know, into the industry, you know, to be able to, uh, to have some early success?
1: Definitely getting involved. That's the number one thing that, because if I would never gotten involved way back when I never would be where I'm at today because if I just would have just went to classes, didn't go to clubs, didn't make connections, I wouldn't have met Gustavo, I wouldn't have met Ian Standard, I wouldn't have met, you know, Will or all these different people that have got me to where I'm at. And um, the Yet board, I wouldn't be a part of that. I mean, there's a lot of things that would be totally different if I would have just been a hermit and a crab and just, you know, went to class and left and didn't, didn't apply myself more than, than the average person. So I think, you know, from a student perspective, is doing that. Even though, even though it's like, like for me, you know, I'm outgoing and extrovert, anyways. But for those who are introverted, I would challenge you, like, you know, push past those fears and those boundaries and do it. Like, I'm gonna, you know, it's gonna be more scary and more hard, and but, you know, so you never know what those connections and how those people are gonna affect you and where it's gonna lead. And then, it's finding that growth person, somebody that can teach you and coach you and that that mentor that really does impact in such a way i know we hear that all the time you know find a mentor find a mentor or you know get a mentor but that really i mean really if you find a really good mentor and they are you know helpful and they just really just you know build you up and and put their knowledge inside of you and help you grow like that's the best way i I would think from a from a non you know student perspective of you know finding that growth person that can just really take you with them along the ride
0: yeah one of the things and i'm going to show my age here for a minute so I do want to talk to you about this because being 24, 24 year olds now are different than twenty when I was 24, first starting out in the business 20, almost 20 years ago, um, 19 years ago, totally different now with social media, with, you know, um, the phones. I We didn't have smartphones when I was 24. And so I know that makes me really old, Dakota, but um, <laughs> you were like five when I was 24, but still, to be able to think about, you know, what it's like now, um, you know, does that pose a problem? I know you mentioned you getting involved in doing that. Do you see young uh, young people, young insurance professionals, you know, college kids, 20-somethings, having a hard time with the social aspect of, you know, face-to-face and going to events and being
1: involved like that? Yeah, I think you can see that sometimes. It, just to, a lot of people yeah. are scared of phone calls they're. they're kind of scared of that face to face. What if I get rejected? What if they say no? What if they, you know, tell me to, to leave or whatever, or if I'm not cool enough, or I don't fit in. But I think, um, you know, also, it also comes back on the industry side. If I'm at a recruiting event and, you know, being that proactive person of, of you know, say somebody, you know, me making the effort first and then maybe making somebody else more comfortable. If, if I'm putting the effort first, the first, you know 30 seconds of courage is on me well maybe that would open up their 30 seconds of courage on them to reciprocate it back but if not you know then you can kind of gauge you know well that that person's uh, you can tell you know i go to i go to these career fairs and things and people walk up to your table you can you can immediately tell how confident they are how nervous they are you can immediately tell on a gate you know gauge them oh my gosh this person's like gonna have a heart attack any second like you know, call 911 or if they come up and they're just super chill, you know, comfortable speaking. It's, it's a, it's a huge, those career fairs it's very crazy to see the difference in, in people. I, I don't think, I don't think the person realizes that on the other side of the table, you know, that, that, we can, you can see clearly how nervous or how scared somebody is. 30 seconds
0: of courage. I just said the, uh, mm-hmm. I, I love that, you know, that phraseology. I wrote that down because, you know, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, and I'm super outgoing, uh, as you've you know, and most people that know me, um, whether it's I'm on stages or running, and you know, around in the crowd talking to people. But a lot of twenty-year-olds, twenty-three-year-olds, twenty-one-year-olds aren't like that. And so, for you to step out of that comfort zone, so to speak, maybe it wasn't a you know stepping out. Maybe that is your comfort zone, but to be able to walk up to somebody uh, at McGriff and say, Hey, I want to have lunch with you, you know, and to be able to, you know, to say, Hey, you know, I want to do, I mean, a lot of people wouldn't do that. So how did you come
1: to that 30 seconds of courage? Where did that come from in you? Well, um, I think it, for me personally, this came from a drive of wanting to, you know, know more and always like, even my model, I always want to grow. And so if I got to be uncomfortable to get to that growth point for me personally, I, I, I would rather be uncomfortable and grow and be comfortable and be stagnant so i think you know like 30 seconds that came from church too you know 30 seconds of courage talk somebody about jesus and so i kind of just brought that over to my work life okay well 30 seconds yeah. of courage i can get promoted or i can get on a new project and, and have all this growth and, and learn all these coverages i've never worked on before and so i think for like you said most you know young people that are my age and younger like you said, I I have been told that before. You know, you're way different than every twentieth world I've ever met. Like you're, you know, working a job and you have a nice grandpa office, you know. And so I've, you know, been <laughs> told that before. And um, yeah, it has to be an internal thing. You can you can, you know, give somebody advice all day and 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 wanna and push them and push them and push them, but really they're gonna have to take this first step. And if you you know, if I can be there to hold somebody's hand and, and guide them, that's great. But you know, really it, it's I've got to be an internal thing.
0: Yeah, I think that's, you know, crucial. And I think you're right. I think if, you know, and we're lucky that within our, in the state of Arkansas, within the PIA, um, and within the young insurance professionals, we've got a lot of people involved that are in their early 20s and 22, 23. You know, it's not always like that. And so, uh, Mm um, if if we're talking to the average 24 year old, maybe they're, um, You know, just now, maybe they just left a job at Chick Fil A or at Starbucks as a barista to become an insurance agent. You know,
1: what what kind of things would you tell them? Well, (laughs) the first thing I would probably say is it's not going to be easy.
0: (laughs) I love that. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's the obviously the first thing I would say. Like, look, it's you know, honestly, any job really, but you're gonna have to work. Yeah, in the industry
0: though. Yeah, we tell a lot of people on this show and in the industry in general, it takes
1: a good three to five years to start seeing success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna have to be. Yeah, I'd say, especially for the producer, like you're, it's not gonna be easy. You're gonna be like we we just hired two new guys recently. I've been speaking with them, and they're not they're so they're they're new to the industry. I'm like, look, like it's you know you're gonna get nos, and it's you gotta learn. Like it's just a learning process, and you gotta be committed to to learning the process and learning how marketing works, how you get submissions put together and how to navigate, you know, because you get all kinds of questions and, and rejections in all different kinds of ways and how to get around those rejections or how to, how to sell to different, you know, different personality types and business types. And um, the thing for account managers, I think for them is, you know, I would say like for McGriff anyways, is know your procedures, know what you're, you know, if you don't know a procedure, you don't know, don't guess, like find out the correct way to do something find out the right way to do something, don't just, you know, well, I think it's this. I think it's this. Let me, I'm going to do it like this. And then two months down the road, you know, you're getting popped. Hey, you did this two months ago. Like this isn't the right way. We should, you know, you should do this. You should do it like this. Well, if you did it on the front end and just took that extra, you know, couple minutes to, well, I'm not really sure I even ask. Like, you know, my like mentor you had a mentor person, I asked Bob all the time, Hey man, work on this coverage, you know, it's kinda of confusing. Can you kinda of give me a rundown of what this coverage does and, and why are they why why it's even needed and then he you know yeah. wait, you know, if I account manager like, Hey, you know what? You know, I'm supposed to be doing this. You know, I'm kinda of confused on it. can you kinda of tell me why we do it like this? Why why what does this even mean? I think a lot of people they do things and have no clue what it even means and why, why they're doing what they're doing. They're just, you know, not going to the motions per se, but just, I don't know, that's what we're supposed to be doing. I don't know, I have no clue why we're, why I'm doing what I'm doing, but. Yeah,
0: I think you bring up a good point there as well is whether you're a producer account manager or whatever your role is in the agency, I think it's good to be able to understand from the other side of the desk. If you're talking to a producer, they need to understand, you know, what things you need as a marketing guy, for example. You know, Mm -hmm. here's what I'm looking for. Here's some of the red flags that carriers look for or, you know, look at. Here's some of the things that would help you to win. You know, here's a supplemental that might help you. Here's a certain question. Do you think you find that too? We're at a mid-roll ad. Yep, that's what that guitar riff means. And I want to talk to you about my good friends over at Cover Desk. Cover Desk is the premier solution the top notch, the gold standard, the platinum solution, whatever you want to call it for virtual assistants in your agency, in our industry, because they train them in our industry. They know our space. They know what we do. And they do a great job of helping you fill in those gaps by using a virtual assistant. It not only helps you be more efficient, but it's also a cost savings in a lot of ways. It's just a, a wonderful opportunity for you if you want to grow in staff. And they come in and become a part of your team, your day-to-day life, your culture and you're really going to enjoy working with the folks over at CoverDesk, go to CoverDesk.com, tell them the mayor sent you and check it out, get you a demo. You're really going to be so happy that you did. Now let's get back to the show.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. We, we definitely, you know, we, we kind of, I kind of call it that frontline underwriting, you know, cause I don't want to bring in something that, you know, I know immediately if I get an email from a producer with this information and I look through it and I'm, you know, I'm immediately thinking, well, you know, this is definitely going to be a red flag right off the bat. Like, like let's nip it in a bud first and then, then send it on. But yeah, we definitely, uh, I think that's definitely a good, good thing to do is, is doing that frontline underwriting, that frontline reviewing and um, uh, yeah, like as me as a marketer, yeah, you know, we, we tell our producers, you know, they, when they mention, well, we're talking to this business, what do you think? Or, you know, here's their policies what do you think? Well, you know, if I review it and well, or, you know, I don't see this coverage, I think it's probably be really important to have Or, you know, there's loss runs what are they done to mitigate these? Are they just, you know, have they done anything different or is the same old, same old stuff going on? Like what, you know, what's, what can we, what can we say to the underwriter to sell this besides, you know, here's this not so desirable account that has losses and that they're not doing anything. What, what can we say? What, what can you ask the, the client, to provide that we can show this is a desirable, you know, risk and they're 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 gonna change and they're they're working on their lost, you know, losses and safety or whatever, or implementing new program, you know, whatever the case might be.
0: Yeah, I think that's also gonna strengthen that producer. And I think as a producer, that gonna that's gonna give you a value add you can take out to the field with you to be able to say, hey, Mr. Prospect, you know, one of the things we do at McGriff is we can help you, you know, to, you know, mitigate those risks or we can help you here and maybe not McGriff, but whatever plug-in agency name here. One of the things we, maybe you develop a loss control program. Maybe you could, you know, mm-hmm. develop OSHA training, or maybe you develop certain things that can set you apart from ABC agency down the street and you bring that up, you know? So I would say, you know, from what I'm hearing you say, and I, I see it all the time in the field is as a consultant, is you know the agencies that work, have a great working relationship with account managers and producers have a lot higher rate of success because they have that cohesion and they're able to provide that value and work together to where they understand, hey, producers out there killing it, trying to bring the business in, I don't need to be a naysayer. I don't need to be someone that's going to look for ways not to write something I need to be able mm-hmm. to help them and vice versa. The producers out there saying, okay, I know that Dakota needs these supplementals, needs this information. I know what questions to ask. So it's really crucial in developing that value add, having that relationship.
1: Yeah. And like you just said, I'm a huge component of, of teamwork and team players. Like my motto is my my goal in my job is to benefit the client, not the producer, not the account manager, not whoever it's the benefit of the client and so or and, and i'm and i huge about like emails like good morning team good afternoon team teammates like we're not you know people that i work with i'm not above them they're not above me we're all a team and we win together and we lose together i think that's such a huge component i, I really am a huge person of, of teamwork and, and team collaboration and you know we're not out to get each other you know we're, we're all here to work together to the benefit of the client in whatever way possible and and You know, like you said, we want to write business and we want to help the producer write all the business he can write in the world. At the same time, you know, (laughs) they give it back to us and they respect what we need this and we need this put together. You know, whatever the case might be, instead of, you know, just constantly dogging on each every every group is just you know, hating each
0: other. Yeah, I agree. And I think teamwork's you know, crucial in that. And, and I'm a big proponent to that as well. And when I see a lot of agents that have fractures and agencies that have issues, that's usually where it begins and ends is with a team. And maybe there's some mm-hmm. team fracture and there's an us versus them mentality and there's yeah. They don't understand what we do and they don't understand what we do. And so, you know, I, I think there's a, a lot to be said, young or old, um, you know, new or experienced in the business is try to fit in with that team. And you also brought up something else that I liked is, you know, you in your career, I've noticed, but you would also give the advice of of leading with education and learning as much as you can about not Mm -hmm. only the processes, but also the coverages, also what different roles in the agencies are and things of that nature.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, my, one of my motto, like I said, is, you know, I want to be a lifelong learner. I, I constantly want to be growing. I constantly want to be learning something. And as far as, Um, you know, in insurance, there are so many different coverages and and ways you can rate something and classify something. You got blanket coverage, you got, you know, all these different types of, you got agreed value, you got, you know, all these co-insurance things that all affect rate and and premium. And there's just so many, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat and that's for sure in insurance. There's You can, you you know, cover things in certain ways and certain valuations and, and how it's on the policy. So I think, you know, just being able to master those things and you know, when you, when you see a policy, well, I can do it this way. You, you'd you save right, cause we're going to put it on blanket and we're going to do all these things. It's going to decrease just your rate by doing that. And, and you know, then working on the carrier to get the carrier to, to do that. So anyways, I just think those type of things kind of makes, you know, like an insurance ninja. You can just You can just kill it.
0: Yeah, I like that. An insurance ninja uh that's really cool um but a lot of times you know you have to have you can't do that alone you've got to have somebody in your life that helps guide you in that uh, what does that mean to you
1: oh that's been yeah it's been amazing i know like you mentioned like dr bratton and miss burleson like i was you know super close with her at uca and she you know like i asked her what do you think about mcgriff what what do you, what's your opinion of McGriff? do you like them do you not like them like you know i was asking people what do you what do you think people i trusted like her you know in the in the umbrella leading the department and then um then even like my personal life just like my parents and my grand my grandparents you know can still apply I, you know call my grandpa hey you know this is going on what do you what do you think you know here's kind of what we're what i'm thinking about you know what what's your what's your opinion you know if you were in my shoes what kind of would you be thinking that he can bring his blue collar background and well Nineteen, whatever. When I was working here, you know, here's what we did, and it didn't work or didn't work or whatever. And so, at least on that (laughs) personal side too, (laughs) in in the yeah, the work side as well, it's been so invaluable to me to to be able to, like, even to this day, I could literally call him not weekly, but you know, pretty frequently. I would say any any time I have any type of issues or any, you know, just having that person that I can call and have no judgment you know And thought, like look here's what i think and like i'm pretty sure i'm right but i just want you to you know verify that i am right and then just getting that or if i'm completely wrong and completely off base he can you know in a nice good way so i find that person is you know that can give you judgment-free advice and, and knowledge yeah that's been so helpful to me in my career now I, I don't think i would be you know, here today, it wasn't for all those people that I've, you know, met along the way. And each each person has gave me advice or, or bumped me up in some type of way.
0: Yeah. So you being where you're at in the agency, uh, you work with a lot of producers uh, and you see a lot in producers. What is, um, what would you say is probably one of the uh, biggest challenges that you see with producers and some advice you might be able to have for that?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, knowing coverages, I think it's something that all producers could be better at and kind of knowing, not obviously people know what property is and GL, whatever, but how it applies, how it, how it actually works. Not just, oh, you need property coverage. Okay, well, why, you know, how do, how do I value this? And so I think that is something that I would recommend. And then, you know, having that transparent communication, you know, with your clients. Because right now, I mean, rates are crazy right now. And so it's been year over year of, of double digit increases you know, even on clean accounts, getting, getting good, big increases and, you know, being able to explain those things to the client, you know, this ain't just a, my agency or ABC agency issue. Like this is a cross the board issue. And here's what we've done to, you know, try to find you the best rate possible. And here's how we negotiated, you know, with the carrier or whatever to, to get you the best rate. I think that's a, very big having having clear communication because the worst thing you do is deliver deliver a proposal and the client is like dang this is a huge increase I was not expecting this and yeah giving them kind of a heads up like hey we're we're trying our best to to find the best rate Here's what we're doing here's our here's our marketing strategy around you know finding the best rate possible for you you know it's kind of like these marketing guys hanging you know making look, look like we're the bad guys for for delivering this you know proposal with a huge rating right increase. yeah I would say as a
0: producer. It would help, you know, I would say have that confidence to be able to, first of all, when your client comes at you with that, oh, my gosh, my rate went up. You people raised my rate to be able to have that confidence, just take a breath and just let's reverse engineer that and figure out why the rate went up. What's going to explain that to be able to say, "Okay, well, it looks like your payroll bumped a little bit. That's going to cause an increase. Looks like your, you know, your receipts, you had a really good year. Congratulations on that. But having higher gross receipts is going to make your rates go up a little bit. It looks like you know John Doe. this year, yeah. yeah. And John Doe <laughs> driver had a you know a little fender bender. That's going to cause a little bit of something there, and then be like you said, be able to just explain in general the state of the industry and the state of the marketplace to say you know what we're we're in what we call a hard market in the insurance industry, and it's usually not a very long cycle. There, it'll come back up you know to where it's a softer market again. But here's what's going on: the carrier we have you with, we still feel strongly about. However, blah 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 blah. blah. But you know, yeah. here's some solutions that we could bring you, or but I think it has to begin and end with that confidence as a producer yeah. and not just immediately saying, Okay, let's go into shop mode. Dakota, we gotta shop this, or Johnny, we <laughs> yeah. gotta shop this or Julie. Instead, be able to say, Okay. And you can also, there's a lot of value, in my opinion, you could probably talk to this as well of explain to the customer if you move every year. When you go to that carrier the fourth or fifth time you've moved, they're going to look at you as a, a red flag and say, you know, ABC company, they shop every year. They
1: move every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think loyalty to not, you know, the agency and the carrier is both the same thing. You know, I think generally, you know, every three years people try to, you know, just kind of see what's out there generally. And that's not, the, you know, you don't have to every three years market something, but. Um, right. But if you move yeah, every think,
0: year, that's a red flag.
1: Yeah. Every year. Yeah. That's for sure. A red flag. 'Cause then then, you know, you send your loss run, so the carrier is gonna say, you know, every the last five years you're gonna fight different carriers. Well, I don't wanna you know, like you said, you're just gonna shop me next year if I'm not and it's all it's just price shopping at that point. You're not you're yeah, not the, caring about anything besides price.
0: Yeah, the underwriter might say yeah to it, uh, and might agree to do it, but they're not gonna give any credits on it. They're not gonna stick their yeah. neck out for it.
1: Yeah, one thing that I always try to do, um, I guess the little secret here is I don't max credit anything. Any time you ask for max credits, it can only go up. That's literally the only way you could go. And so if you, you know, if you're trying to win a business, win a new business deal or even a renewal and you go to their underwriter, like I need max credit and you bottom me out most credit. Well, what's going to happen next year when the, when the price goes up? You know, you can't just, you know. Anyway, so I, that's one thing I always try to do is I never want to bottom out credit. especially
0: in the first year for sure. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And underwriters respect that as well. It's like being on top of the mountain and trying to climb higher. You can't, you know, you're already at the peak of the mountain and you've already, you know, achieved that, you know, the best rate you can get, or you've achieved that high of, I'm at the top of the mountain. This is awesome. You got nowhere to go, but down that mountain from there. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you start off there, you know, at the bottom of the mountain, you work your way up, then you got a lot longer chance or, you know, better chance at longevity to be able to say, okay, this year we're going to be here. And then next year, let's climb, you know, another couple rungs, you know, and then maybe Mm – and then once you do get that top, like you said, it's going to be three to four years and you're probably going to need to reshop it again anyway. So yeah. uh, I, I like that. That's a good point. I think that's a good uh, ninja trick to be able to say, you know, don't ask for bottom out yeah. pricing in the first year.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like you said, I, I think I've seen it before where, you know, even that we, we have done that in the past and the next year you get this huge rate increase. And I was like, well, we can't get credit. I mean, we, we already had max credits last year. You can't just keep credit and credit and credit every single year. If you can educate them
0: in the process, not just the rates, but just in the process in general, mm-hmm. there's adding a lot of value right then and there to be able to say, here's what's going on from an underwriter perspective. Here's what's going on from an account manager's perspective. Here's what we feel is best for you. Yes, you may have to absorb a little bit of rate this year. You may have to take an increase, but that's going to help us out in the future. We're yeah. going to be able to position yourself. And business owners usually understand short-term losses for long-term gain.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, for sure. And I, I've seen, like you said, you know, we're we're industry professionals. We know about insurance. We live and breathe insurance. You know, I think educating clients on how the how insurance works, how the process works, how submissions work, shopping like lines you can probably look quicker but like commercial lines you can't just flip a quote around you know one day you know here's your quote you know thank you ma'am you know you know here's give me my payment that's not usually how it works and so a lot of clients commercial clients I feel like sometimes they don't know the process they they put these time constraints okay well you know I said my quote next week well I hate to sorry, sorry to say but it's a little more than that. we all this information then we gotta get the carrier to underwrite it and review it. Like, you know, we can, you know, 30 days minimum, you know, maybe we can get you something back with, with a good review and give us time to review it and propose it and get the best, you know, because if you any anytime you rush, you're gonna miss something. You're gonna miss a coverage, you're gonna miss a limit, or you're gonna miss a better carrier or opportunity, you know, you're gonna miss something if you're just rushing, rushing, rushing. And you need everybody needs time, you know, the carrier needs time to rate. Then the agency needs time to do a review make sure it's all right you know then like we make proposals for our clients i'm so making our proposal make sure it looks right make sure it's formatted. make sure nothing's missed on the proposal and then you know schedule your meeting so i mean it's it's a process that you know, your joe blow person has no clue about
0: yeah and, and that's huge to be able to explain that a little bit too and kind of pull that curtain back i think everybody likes to feel like they're seeing behind the curtain and so if you explain to them hey you know mr prospect let me walk you through that a little bit. And what that looks like, we're going to submit to this carrier. This is how long it takes. This is what's going to happen. Here's what we expect. Here's what we're going to do. And then yeah. they kind of feel like they're a part of the process where, you know, the next agency might just be like, all right, let me get all your information. I'll get you a quote as quick as possible. And they miss yeah. things, or there's gaps in coverage, or there's this or that. And so that's that's really good. Uh, see, man, this guy, 24 years old, got all this wisdom. Just pour it out. <laughs> you
1: know, that. it's kind of crazy that we've been you know, talking the last however much time that I guess it's for me being so young, it's hard to think like, what do I really know? And then just, you know, just doing this, I'm kind of realizing like, man, I'm for 24. I I do know more than I guess what I think. I feel like I'm a young guy still. I feel like I'm, yeah, I still have a whole crap to learn, you know, a whole bunch to learn, but really I, you know, just doing this, I'm like, I kind of know more than I thought I knew. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, the people listening are thinking the same thing. Oh
0: man. This guy's 24 and now they're like, "Man, he, I forgot he was 24. He just reminded me."
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. That's, kinda, that's something that not a fear of mine, but something that I think about is is topping out early because I'm so young, you know, like one of the things that I I not I'm not fearful, but I'm mindful of is well, I don't want to top out and I'm 24 at 30 years old. I don't want to be topped out at 30. I don't want to be topped out at 40, you know. I I continue want to continue going up and up and growing and growing and, and whatever way that is. Well, you know, what, you know. I
0: think with that mindset, there's no way that's going to happen. Um, I just don't see that. And and I think that uh, that's a good, uh, a good place to be right now. And if you're listening to this, no matter what age you are, I think you have to have that mindset and that mentality of not necessarily, like I said, not a fear, but definitely a motivator to say, you know, I don't want to hit burnout or top out or, I don't want to, you know, um, <laughs> peak at this age or that age, and yeah, you, you know, to fuck yourself. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I talk, I, I tease my son about this all the time. Like, you don't want to peak in high school. You know, you <laughs> want to be able to go beyond that. And that's one of the things that I loved that you started off with that and your story of saying I loved high school. You know, mm-hmm. I could see like, you know, and people say, oh, that's the best time of your life, and you know, you could have easily peaked there. But you decided to, you know, reach out and I want to have an interview with you. I want to have coffee with you. I want to have lunch with you. I want to do this. I want to pursue. Well, you could have gotten out of school and gotten some fun job at, you know, some coffee shop or, you know, some retail place for a little while and then decide, okay, I'll get my big boy job later. But you decided, no, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and achieve my career now. But I think you have to have that mindset of, you know, what's what's next? What can I grow in? How can I do this or that? And, you know, people that are listening to this now, I think that's great advice to be able to, to not just rest. Don't get complacent, you know. Um, and even in the Bible, you talked about the Bible earlier. The Bible talks about that, not to be complacent, not to just, you know, go through the most has Got to go through that. We need to always be growing run the race, you know, to finish, to win the prize, not just, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm in the race, I'm happy, you know? So I love that you have that about your story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, faith has been a big, you know, part of my life. Uh, I mentioned it, you know, Jesus, the Bible, 30 seconds of courage it came from church. <laughs> so okay. it's just, um, yeah. you know, that, you know, but, the the church and just being in, in, in the ball of church and growing up in church. And it's really, I think a lot of my people's skills have came from that. 'Cause you're you're young going through church, you know, your youth pastors and whatever, they kinda push you to do things and you're kind of you know, your comfort zone is kinda is broken usually. <laughs> by just being in church and and being involved with with different groups you know youth groups and things but um, yeah
0: i think you have to have that and even continuing on you know whether it's 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 faith or whether it's a a strong family or whether you're christian or jewish or catholic or mormon you got to have that background and that faith you know or that group or that whatever and i love that you and i share that and being protestant christian and and I'm the same way and spending the first seven years of my life in ministry, and my wife and I are very active in our church and whatnot, so I'm with you on that. And those that don't have that, find something like that to belong in, whether it is church or whether it is a group or whether it is a synagogue or whatever it is, find something for you to get involved in. Because I can see that working in Dakota's life. And I feel like I've watched you since you were in college. And I'm so impressed by you. And, you know, as we start to wrap up, you know, what I did want to to talk about a little bit was, you know, again, watching you and... getting involved in our industry. And you could have been, oh, I'm 21, 22. What do I have to add to the conversation? What do I have to do? But no, you had a conversation, you know, you and Stacy at my wife and saying, I want to get involved. I want to be on the board. I, I, I'm cool with that. And I remember you getting involved and immediately having an impact and immediately, you know, um, and it's hard not to be drawn to your type of personality and drawn to you as a human being. And so I appreciate that about you. But what would you say to other people out there that may not be involved?
1: Yeah, I think like you said, definitely finding that whether it's you know church or some group or like for us, you know even my local association, you know, PIA are involved, like you said with that. And I remember when Stacy asked me, you know, you know, I think you'd be you know interested. Would you be interested in kind of being more involved? And I was you know kind of shocked, like she would even ask me, like you want, you know, I'm like you said, I'm 21, 20, 20 years old, like you know, you want me to be on the board, you want me to be involved, like that's kind of crazy, and um, like even that. Like if I never would have met her and she never would have asked me to do that, like I wouldn't, you know, be involved with the board and done all the things I've done with them and, and supporting the industry and the, the events that we put on. Um, And so I think, you know, having your professional life, having those associations, being involved, like what Sam said, like, you know, us talking at Mike's place all those months ago. Well, now he's, now he's, you know, doing cyber indications and cyber quotes on every single client. I didn't know that impacted them in that way. I had zero clue. I was just, you know, talking just like, no big deal, you know. something right. is we do. You know, I didn't realize how big of an impact that was. And then just all the people that I've met through the the hit board and the PIA, and like like you, I've mean, never would have met you. Never met Stacey. A lot of these people, i never would have even met them in my life, and be able to call them friend or if I'm in this you know situation and call them. Hey, you know. I know you work at whatever carrier and you're you work your board members together, you know, having that direct, I guess, not just a carrier working relationship, but also having that more of a friendship slash carrier relationship to go along with it. Yeah, that's crucial. Um so I
0: again I appreciate you. Uh, and again, as as you mentioned a minute ago, us talking all this time, like, holy smokes, we've already been on the phone a hot minute now. So, you know, I know you got to Yeah, the- I'm a talker. <laughs> I, I am too. So I'll get you back to to getting to work and whatnot. And but if before you uh, before we take off, you could share any kind of contact info or anything. If anybody does want to reach out to you and talk to you, whether it's about UCA or about internships or about. Being a young professional in the industry, uh, how could they find you? Do you have an email address or a, a LinkedIn or something they could find you on?
1: Yeah, they got me LinkedIn, uh, Dakota Holloman, LinkedIn or my, my cell phone. It's a 501-242-3187. And then my email is Holloman uh, at McGriff.com. So yeah, either way, I, I'm, I'm very passionate about getting people into the industry and, and people, you know, young people or whoever starting off. I'll definitely... Uh, love to
0: talk to you about it yeah i love that so thank you so much for hanging out with us today thank you for being a part of uh, insurance town thank you for visiting and uh you know i hope a lot of people learn as much as i have already in this hour so thank you so much man Thanks
1: thank opportunity.
0: thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for checking out the show today. What a great conversation that we had. And I hope you were impressed with Dakota as much as I was. He's got a lot of knowledge for a 24 year old kid right out of college and in the industry. And I know a lot of you are thinking, me, when I was 24, I was doing beer bongs and going to frat parties. But this guy, um, or he were right out of college from doing that. But anyway, this guy's phenomenal. Um, and I love him and I appreciate what he brought to the table. If you have an idea for your own show, go to Get Ready Said Podcasts. And check it out getreadysetpodcast.com Ready to Set Podcast turning your brilliant idea into reality. Thanks again guys I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.